0: A Mitch and Jeremy exclusive. Are you ready? (laughs) On air. Online. On your smart speaker and wherever you stream.
1: The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. The
0: Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes. On demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it. We are speaking with the uh, one and only uh, Richie Faulkner, guitarist for uh, Judas Priest. They are coming to Place Bell in Laval, Quebec on April 11th. And as we say here in Montreal, uh, bonjour Richie, comment allez-vous? How are
1: you? Mitch, very good to be here. Very nice to see you. I'm just admiring your massive neon sign in the back there. It's very impressive. I really like that.
0: I know. Yes. I know. It, it looks much better than an empty room in the background. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty I mean. killer, man.
1: <laughs> it's pretty killer i like that
0: yeah. and as you can see on the speakers it says acdc so gotta like that. yeah of course you gotta That's like it. that um just real quick so you're coming to uh, to to Bell. you're on this tour uh, talk to me a little bit about this uh, this tour because it's been frustrating you had to start uh, then you had covid and then you then you had your heart thing uh, not that i'm trying to uh, be diminutive but but it's it's but here we are it's happening finally
1: yeah, man, it was uh, it was frustrating. I mean, obviously, as you said, with the COVID thing, we got out on the road and, you know, we went through the whole rehearsal process. And, you know, after COVID, to get through the rehearsal, you know, we went through the rehearsal process thinking, mm-hmm. is someone going to get it? No one got it. We got into production rehearsals. No one got it. We got on the plane, got out to the States. We we're in the States. We we're on the road. We we're on tour. We we're actually doing it. And then someone got a, you know, someone let the whole tour down, and we had to all go home. <laughs> Ironically, it wasn't because of COVID, um, right. you know. So, uh, but getting, I mean, even last year, it was just such a release for us as a band, and you could see it in the in the in the fans' eyes as well. Uh, and you know, just a release to be back out at a heavy metal show after COVID. And uh, obviously, any show is going to be exciting, but I think. You know just the way a heavy metal show is, you know, the the volume, the right. just that release of energy at a heavy metal show is second to none. Uh, you know, so fortunately, we're back out now on these rescheduled dates. Um, and it's that same release of energy. You know, the world has kind of opened up a little bit more since then, so everyone's out, uh, enjoying life a bit more. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's a blast, man. It's a blast to be personally. Back out on the road with the band and playing these songs and you know for these fans and uh we're looking forward to coming and seeing you very soon as well so so let me ask you about this i have had two heart surgeries
0: myself and of course i have to i i worry about aftercare and what i have to do and not do and so on and so forth mm-hmm. what has that meant for you because you, you're back out on the road and and i have to say i'm incredibly surprised but also incredibly happy because it's like ah he's, you know, he's moving on, which is great, but what is the aftercare? Do you, do you have to be worry about your diet? Do you have to sort of not run around on stage as much, or are you just good to go?
1: Um, it's a little bit of, a little bit of that. It's, I have to keep up the, uh, the cardio stuff. Okay. Just to make sure my heart, I mean, we're, we're kind of doing quite a few shows anyway. So the, the, the cardio, I get my steps in, if you know what I mean. So, (laughs) You know, so the, the heart kind of keeps at some kind of level anyway. Uh, and if we have a couple of days off, I get in the gym here and just keep my heart at some kind of level so it, it stays used to working at that level. Oh. Uh, my diet has to change. I have to keep my vitamin K down. Right. So that the, the it's more it's more of a blood uh, maintenance that right. I, I have to be on top of. So it can't be too thick. It can't be too thin. Right. So, um, you know, no greens. I can't eat, uh, well, you know, minimal leafy greens to keep the vitamin K low and keep the right. blood nice and thin and flowy. Uh, and apart from that, it's business as usual, really. Just watch the, watch the heart rate, watch the blood pressure. Um, I can still have a couple of beers and stuff. You know, I can, it's relatively, uh, relatively easy to maintain. I've just got to remember to take my meds uh, and stay on top of the cardio, really. So it's, I'm relatively lucky. Well, I'll say relatively lucky, relatively lucky in terms of the maintenance. I'm very lucky when it comes to, you know, actually being here in the first place.
0: Yeah, which, uh, and and I'll get off of the hard thing in a second, but when you have a an incident like that, you, you do tend to reevaluate your life. Um, are there things now that, that, that used to bother you where you just go, eh, you know, at the end of the day, like, have you sort of changed your perspective on life? Because I know I have, I, you know, when you get into arguments on Twitter, you go, you know what? <laughs> I, I don't need this nonsense. So, so you, you sort of just you learn to let some stuff go, and uh, and you emphasize other stuff. You go, I got a great dog. I got a great family. Like, have you gotten into that where you've reprioritized things?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that happens by default. You know, right. uh, you, you know, I think one of the things people ask me, you know, do I worry? Um, about you know going coming back out on the road and you know am I paranoid about things? I think one of the things was you you, you just got to live your life. You know the surgeons are okay with it, um, and you're doing everything you can do to maintain your health, and you've done everything you can do to get to this point. You just got to live your life, you know, uh, and that, that doesn't mean obviously be reckless about things and no. uh, you know, but you live your life because you've only got one of them uh depending on um, depending on what you believe but uh you've you've got one of them as i said before i've been very lucky to still be here so uh i think you do get that mentality that you know just live your life uh, and that kind of comes into decisions you make and choices you make and stuff like that just you know eat eat the cake if you want the cake Eat it, you know. Yeah. It might be a few extra calories, but for fuck's sake, eat the cake. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, my my stomach has uh, fully appreciates that comment.
1: Yeah, but, but you know, just eat it. Enjoy your life, and uh, you know that 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 sort of thing. You know, uh, definitely for sure, because you never know what's around the corner.
0: Yeah, uh, I my motto is sort of do it until you can't at this point. Just 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 do it, and and someday you won't be able to, so just keep doing it. Now, the band is on the 50th anniversary tour. Um, There is, of course, a uh, farewell, and we're leaving the stage at some point in the next few years. What are the plans for you? Because you're obviously not in the same age group. You're obviously not going to stop in three years from now. Do, do you start thinking about your own band? Do you start thinking about which band I could join? Do you start thinking about... Maybe Broadway needs me. You know, <laughs> like what what are the plans?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Um well, during during uh over the last few years, uh you know, I've I'm always writing. I'm always sort of getting stuff together, you know, melodies, riffs and songs and stuff. And some things aren't really appropriate for priest, and I've put them in in the in the files, you know. Right. Just uh column B last, as we say. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um just because they're, you know, either not appropriate or just not of the stylings that Priest is, you know, right. Priest is a certain thing. Um, and during the COVID period, I was able to get some of those songs and finish them, refine them, get a group of musicians together. I think um, Rex Brown broke the silence on that and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's playing bass. So we put uh, put a record together uh, with a group of musicians that I respected, you know, a group of songs. But as a um, band or as a project? as definitely as a band you know i don't think a project doesn't really for me doesn't carry much weight you know there's there's a lot of projects around at the moment and you never know sort of how long they're gonna last or you know that sort of thing the intent anyway is is to be a band in my mind you know i think bands you know you you know in my sort of mind it's a band that kind of sticks around and does you know a few out many albums uh and grows like that so um that's the intent so um so yeah i did that um we're looking at putting it out early next year uh potentially um so yeah that, that that's something that i've been thinking about obviously when i joined priest glenn always told me that you know they're not going to be around i mean uh, i mean he said well, it was the farewell to her, as we know when i joined right. uh, and he explained to me we're not going to be around for 10 15 20 years um ironically you know more than 10 years later we're still here but we're, yeah. you know we, that wasn't the plan um so it's always been a conscious thing in my mind that you know it's not going to be forever um i just didn't want to kind of join a big band and then put my solo thing together and kind of ride on priest coattails. Priest have always given me a thousand percent, you know, as terms of in terms of being in the band and I wanted to give a thousand percent back. And I always felt like, you know, priest was my band, you know, th- you know, this is my band and I want to give a thousand percent to that. And, you know, 10 years in and the COVID hit and I thought, well, the fans know that i'm just not riding. i'm not just riding on coattails they know that i've given 10 years now Uh, maybe now's a good time to get these songs together Um, so that's what i did really so um we'll see what the future holds and um obviously priest is my priority um and we'll work around that but uh yeah we're looking forward to seeing you know what the future holds with the with the other lot as well
0: Uh, i'll ask you a bunch of follow-ups on that first of all Uh, When you say you give a thousand percent I have to say the fans have also given you a thousand percent and it's it's remarkable when you watch it from from the sidelines like me and you go wow there's no oh they should bring back this guy or there's or he's not as good as the the fans have embraced you Uh, just quickly talk to me about that the fact that you weren't one because you know when there's a replacement guy there's always controversy there's always he's not as good they love you. They, you've been embraced. Like I've never seen a replacement player be embraced. Just quickly talk to me about how that must feel, not having to be part of that debate of, he's not as good. At, they love
1: you. <laughs> I mean, I've been incredibly fortunate, and I'm incredibly grateful. Yeah. uh You know, the fans have been. I mean, there's been some. You know, it's it's only natural. I think you know for for fans that are so passionate. Uh, And Ken was in the band for 40 years. I mean, it's only natural that people were going to have those kind of, you know, it's like Diano and Dickinson. You know, people are going to prefer one over the other. And that's only natural, you know, but the fans have been incredibly welcoming. And right from the word go, you know, they, you know, we all know, you know, everyone works hard for their money and they buy their tickets and they come down. And, and, and they check the band out with a new guitar player after 40 years. And that's, that's, a, that's a massive thing, you know. Um, and they, they've always been supportive. They've always been welcoming and accepting. And I can only thank them for that, you know, after all this time. Uh, it, it's been incredible, really. Um, yeah. I, again, I can only thank them for that. Um, and, you know, we, we go to different territories and we go to different states or cities or countries that the band not only haven't been to, without me but haven't been to at all sometimes you know like New Zealand we went to for the first time and you know and so it never changes you might be playing to someone for the first time or a city for the first time someone that hasn't seen you and it's never lost on me you know that you might be playing to someone who's never seen you for the first time and you you have to uphold that legacy and you know that 40 to now 50 year legacy went before you so you've got to uphold that legacy that ken set, and that's now my duty to to fulfill so you you can never forget that you know so um i don't know i don't know what i did but that they were again just incredibly welcoming from the word go so thanks to them
0: absolutely um and and you mentioned that when you're writing there's stuff that's not priest-like so there's a column a and a column b what does that mean in terms of musical style? Are, are you doing something that's just more melodic, more pop rock, more techno, uh, you know, industrial? Like, why is it not a, priest, a priest-like? priest What is the sound? And is that what the, the, the project with Rex or the band with Rex would be?
1: Well, it's a good question. It's, it's quite a hard one to answer, really. Uh, a lot of... Uh, I think most of the stuff that I've done with Rex is down tuned a whole step and priest traditionally doesn't do that. So that's just one uh, example that I can give that, you know, priest is traditionally uh, standard tuning or in some cases half a step down. Right. Um, so, you know, when you tune it down a whole step, it gives it a different, different tonal quality uh, that doesn't sound like priest. I know priests have done that, um, but, you know, traditionally doesn't, you know, doesn't really sound like Priest, as we, you know, classic Priest. Uh, so that's just one thing. Um, it's a different vocal style. I won't tell you what the vocalist is yet, but it's a different different vocal style. There are elements of Priest in there. Um, okay. Obviously, you know, I've been writing for Priest on the last two records, and, you know, the, the third one, uh, that obviously, we haven't finished yet. Um, so there are going to be elements of that in there. You know, it's not like I put on a different hat to write for priest is part of my musical DNA. So you can see where you can see the DNA in there, but I think it's different enough to be its own monster, if you know what I mean. Um, but, you know, and also sometimes you have to, you know, if, if you're doing your own stuff, it's, it's a bit more, it's a bit more um, groove, like a bit more Sabbathy as right. well, if that makes sense. A bit more, if you, if you imagine Hendrix, you um, you know, a bit like a, a heavier Hendrix, if you know what I mean, a bit more, you know, um, it, it, it's always it's always tough to describe your own stuff without sounding pretentious, man. I, I hate doing <laughs> it. I think it's up to the listener, really, to, to listen Figure to and make their, their, own, uh... their
0: own assessment. Um, exactly. F- uh, before heading out on the road, Priest announced that they would be going down as a four piece. And the fans went, no, you're not. mother. Get back. Get back to five. And so you did. You you acquiesced to the fans' uh, online uh, rant, if you want. Um, talk to me about that decision and, and the quick reversal. I mean, how would you have presented Priest as a four-piece? Uh, I mean, I I can't imagine. The only thing I could think is you're going to run tape, but that would have been way too obvious. So, so
1: what was the plan? Well, it was always, it was a it was a definite thing that we weren't going to run tape, there'd, there'd be no point. Well, it'd in... be too obvious.
0: It'd be like, dude, just hire a freaking guitarist. I mean, come on.
1: Well, that, that's exactly <laughs> the point. There'd be, <laughs> there'd be no point in removing a guitar player to then replace yeah. the parts with tape. You know, we, we, we might as well just keep the guitar player. Right. Um, but I mean, there was a, there was a time there was about a week there when that was the reality of what was going to be happening. So I was getting my head around how I was going to do that as a, as a single guitar player. Um, you know, and I I was getting my head around it. A lot of it was going to be, uh, you know, what Brian may does, um, with delays and stuff like that. Um, and he's been doing that since the seventies, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not anything new, but I, I think the main thing is, even if you recreated those guitar parts with one guitar, I think, you know, we all hear with our eyes as well. And if you only if you only see one guitar, it's gonna it's gonna sound like different. one guitar. Of course, of course. You know what I mean. So even if those parts are being recreated, it's not going to sound the same to you because you're only seeing one. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, we've all grown up on Priest, the brand, as a two guitar. Attack, yep. and that's what we all love, and that's what we all know. Um, and I don't think you can ignore the passionate response that we got from the fans, <laughs> shall we say? <laughs> that, I think that's that, politely that,
0: that's, putting it because it, it was more than just passionate, there was a lot of fu's going on,
1: <laughs> yeah, there were, there were, and that is that is a, a um a positive way of putting it. And you know, but there was a lot of outcry. I, I think the the worst thing that could have happened is that no one cared and no one said anything. You know, that, because uh,
0: they, they always say uh, um, uh, hate is not the opposite of love; indifference is.
1: Exactly there you go. So if if no one cared, no one said anything, we'd be in trouble. But uh, we we got the opposite of that. I think everyone said something. So uh, you know, we 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 listened, uh, and we have the internet these days, and we have that yeah. opportunity to voice our opinion. And uh, you know, back in the day, we wouldn't have had that. We would have gone out that would have been a decision we would have gone out and then the history would have been that priest would have been a four piece from now on you know what i mean <laughs> but um <laughs> now we have that connection with the fans and fans have that connection with the band and you can't help but listen to that sort of uh outcry uh so we made a decision to reverse it and you know now everything's back to normal and uh, you know, every, everyone seems happy again. Well,
0: Can, can I just ask uh, you, where did that come from? Was it just a financial thing where it said, like, four guitar, four people is cheaper than five? Or did Andy have to go back to producing? Like, did he say, hey, listen, I, I want to go... Pr-, like, how does that even become a discussion? That's what I'm curious about.
1: I'm not sure what the initial uh, idea was. Uh, Rob called me up. Um, I think Rob said that it was uh, his idea. I think he's taken the... He's taken the, the blame for it. Um, but he called me up one day. He said, you just said, what do you think? You know, he's, he's, he's got this idea. Um, what do you think? And I said, you know, wh- what, whatever you want to do. Because I, I think he's uh, he, his idea was that Priest started as a four-piece right. and maybe, you know, goes out as a four-piece. Um, and, uh, you know, some ideas work, some ideas don't, I think. But, uh, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it
0: was interesting, because uh, I, I, I tend to see the positive in everything, and even that one, I went, yeah, I'm not sure about that.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> that I, I that one confused was, me uh, a little bit. I think, I think if, if the next record was, you know, if the next record, for if, hypothetically, if it was done for one guitar, and then we toured that, and it was a one guitar thing, I think fans might have been able to accept that a bit more. Right. uh if the record was written for one guitar but I think doing a 50th anniversary tour with classic 50 year old songs I think it was a bit, obviously a, a bit harder of a pill to swallow so you know um but here we know, are five here guys. we are exactly life goes on
0: life goes on uh, and I'll ask you a couple more questions I know we're running out of time um you said that you have the third record uh, you're working on it. When does that come out? And, uh, you know, on the on the strength of firepower, which amazed a lot of critics and amazed fans, they just went, wow, this band still got it after, at the time, whatever it was, 47 years or four. They go, wow. Um, any pressures on, on the third one? And, and what sort of the timeline? Do you say we tour, then we record, or we'll tour and record? and
1: we Yeah, doing? good question, really. I mean, we were before the pandemic, obviously, we, we were in the writing sessions, me um, Glenn and Rob, and then the pandemic hit. And we wanted to get together originally and do it exactly the same as we did with firepower, meaning get together in a room, uh, yeah. rehearse the songs before committing them to tape. Right. Uh, weren't able to do that, obviously, with the pandemic, and we, we all live, you know, some of us live in the UK, some of us live in the US. Um, so we haven't been able to do that. Um, Everything you know, is kind of loosening up a bit now, but now we're on a tour cycle. So as you said, we, we're going to try and record it in between tour legs uh, and put it together that way. Uh, we've already started to do that. Um, and then as time allows in between the tour legs, we're going to try and put it together. Um, so we don't have a, a release date yet. Obviously, we don't know when it's going to be finished, but we're, we are starting to put it together, um, in the, the recording part of it anyway. Uh, and Rob always says, you know, it's done when it's done. You know, um, at this point of the career, there's no point in rushing anything just to just to get it out. It, you know, we always want it to be right. So it's done when it's done. And when it's done, uh, you'll know. But there, there is a, uh, you know, uh, an effort to kind of get it done now uh, and get it out. There's some great songs kicking around. And, you know, as far as the pressure after Firepower. I mean, I know the guys have gone through it a few times, but I've never had a record that's been so critically acclaimed like that um, and then have have to follow it up. So for me, it's like quite an interesting um, education, really, on what do you do next? How do you follow up something like that that reach so many people in a positive way um, and then do something that's quote-unquote better? I mean, can you? I mean, people have got such a, a relationship with firepower and, han- and, ha- and have for so long now. Um, what do you do? How do you, you know, how do you uh, reach people again in the same way? Or you have to do something different. Um, right. Is that going to connect? you just got to do what comes from the heart and what you think is the right thing to do. So, And then let it go, you know, put it out there. Um, it's, it's an exciting thing as a, as a creative person to follow up something like that.
0: Yeah, and, and it's exciting as a fan because I see it realistically coming out in 2023 and I would think that there would be a tour around it. You're not just going to throw it up against the wall and say meh. So, it means, it means the Priest is around for another couple of years, so that's that's always good. Um, and I'll finish on this. In uh, October, you release 50, uh, the 50th uh, box set, uh, heavy metal, uh, yeah, 50 years of heavy metal, yeah, the, the box set, 47 CDs or whatever it was. As a fan of the band yourself, um, what was it like to, to, to have that come out and, and sit down and listen to all those live albums and just go, wow, look at this. This is really I'm, giving the fans something.
1: I'm still getting through it. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've finished it. It was such a, it was a ton of, ton of stuff in there. You know, there's some great live versions in there, um, which I haven't heard before. You know, some some 70s stuff that I haven't heard. Uh, so that, that, that was the, the interesting stuff for me. You know, some of those unreleased live recordings, which are, you know, I like those old, you know, the bootlegs that you sometimes find. Uh, so hearing unreleased live pre-stuff is always, you know, b- with proper sound quality, you know, w- was uh, w- was the, the high point for me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a wealth of material, a wealth of stuff, and, and beautifully put together as well, you know, it's something... You know really to treasure like a keepsake you know so uh you know i was really proud of the guys for what they put together with that
0: yeah you, you almost don't want to listen to it because you don't want to you know you know crunch up the packaging you just like just leave it just <laughs> exactly leave it. just leave yeah. it like that anyway um of course uh april 11th here in uh, montreal the tour continues over on to europe uh and then uh, hopefully that tour with aussie that's been on and off and on and off and on and off will uh, will continue and uh who knows maybe we'll see a, a priest black sabbath tour at some point even though they're technically retired but we know how that is yeah
1: you never know man you never know that would be fun
0: there you go uh merci monsieur always a pleasure and uh
1: there you go thank you thank you nice one mitch it's a pleasure we'll see you uh in a matter of days yeah in uh yeah in about uh, two weeks nice one all right mate take care
0: cheers bonsoir bye mate An all new episode of the Mitch Lafon and Jeremy White show Tuesday at noon available wherever you stream catch up on past interviews bonus content and episodes on demand now visit youtube.com slash Jeremy White show follow Mitch and Jeremy on Twitter yeah they're
1: verified at Mitch Lafon and at Jeremy White MTL